What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. We might get Terrence uh, as, a, as a hot tag to join to join uh, this podcast, but for right now, it's just the dynamic duo uh, potting today. Uh, Micah, Hades update from you. I am now nine clears deep, uh, about to access the the ending to the story. I- I am uh, about to do my seventh clear. Oh, look at that! You you went from <laughs> you went from nothing to to dominant in the span yeah, of a week. It's, it's weird, right? Because it's like once you get through that first, it took me like it took me. I I finally got my first clear on my thirty eighth run, mm-hmm. and once you get through that, I don't know what it is. It just kind of clicked, and um, now I you know I opened up more of the mirror. And the way I like to play, I'm a I'm a boon guy. Mm-hmm. I I like a bunch of different types of boons. So I got the uh, I got the thing that gives you like additional damage for per boon that you have. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I have a I have a weird style that I that I use when I when I uh, want to make a an actual like run, when I want to make a run instead mm-hmm. of just like farming. Um, but it requires like a lot of Athena and, mm. uh, and, and a lot of deflection. And, um, cause I, I usually just kind of run around at a dash around and just, just hit stuff and then dash and I stick and move and stick and move. Right. Like, cause I can't, can't stay in one place at one time, which is probably why I suck with all the ranged weapons. <laughs> <laughs> like I, the bow is not doing it for me. The gun is not doing it for me. The thing that I didn't think I would like the fists. Mm-hmm. That was the thing that I got my first clear on. I'm not surprised and, that you like the fist because you've always been like a, like a monk DPS style character yeah. in RPGs anyway. So I figured that'd be right up your alley. And once I actually tried it, cause I, I, I never, I never, you know, really gave it a shot. And then I actually started using it and I'm like, all right, I like this. And with the whole sticking and moving, mm-hmm. right? Like if I have deflection on dash and then coming out of dash, I'm sturdy and fast and um and then you know certain moves and then i i have a lot of uh i have a lot of zeus like chain lightning and stuff like that because i just want to i just want to melt stuff mm-hmm. and if i'm really lucky i'll get a an artemis hades duo where the the blade rift will will track your enemies uh so i could just throw it out there and not have to think about it and then move on to somebody else while the blade rifts are doing their thing yeah man i once you once you once you get it, mm-hmm. it, 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 you feel like the one. Right? <laughs> well, so I'm at the point now where I've so I've unlocked three of the of the hidden aspects that mm-hmm. are on the weapons. So like you know how they have the different aspects that you can unlock with the Titan Blood, and then they have the hidden ones at the bottom. So I've unlocked three of the hidden ones. Um, mm-hmm. The spear is always the first one you get, and that one's the one you probably. I would imagine you probably have that at this point. As no, well. I don't have uh, oh. I don't have any of them yet. Well, make sure you talk to Achilles more frequently then. All right. So, um, but the spear the spear sucks until you actually upgrade that and level it up. Uh, the, the spear one is not good at its default thing. Um, the shield one is incredible. So, like the shield one is the shield of Beowulf, and what it lets you do is it lets you load your cast into the shield. 
And then it does like plus 60% damage when you do like a, like a bull rush. Oh, and and like, the best, uh, like the thing with the bow, right? Right, like, but uh, but but you can. But the cool thing with this one is that it doesn't just stick them in the enemy. Like as soon as you blow it up, it pops all your thing. Like if you're using the three, if you're running the three cast build, um, it pops all of them out. So you can just retrieve them and then load it up again and and just oh, kind of go from there. Oh, I like that. And I the, like that a well, lot. And the best part is you can still upgrade your cast, and the cast retains the properties that you upgrade it with. So that when it pops out, like if you have like a blade, like a blade rift on it, like it'll pop out and the blade rift will just appear. So like, so you like you get you get the best of both worlds. It's pretty cool. Um, I was fucking up a lot of dudes that I did. I did unlock the uh, this, let's like say I got the spear, I got the shield, and then the one that I just unlocked was the God. What was the other one that I just unlocked? I can't remember now. I'm draw, I'm drawing a complete blank. As to what the sixth weapon is <laughs> in the game right now, um, but that's been fun too. And like I said, I'm excited to to finish up the story. Um, interested to see where it goes. I've also started playing with the. I mean, as I'm sure you've as well, the different pact of power or pact of yeah. punishment upgrades. Um, yeah. The time one is actually not that bad because most runs you're going to finish in under 36 minutes anyway, most of the time. Um, so that one's, I found the easiest and the, the, uh, one that gives them like an extra hit of armor, uh, it gives every extra a, enemy a free hit, um, is not too bad either. So yeah, still play Hades. I, still damn good. I, uh, I think my fastest run was like 26 minutes. Well, that's faster and, than my fastest run, but not as fast as Jack's fastest run. Jack, Jack is, Jack has a 17 minute run on his, Jesus. uh, on his ledger. He's all, he's also <laughs> cleared the game like. At least fifty times at this point, Jack Jack's been playing. Clears? Yeah, Jeez. Jack Jack's been playing an insane <laughs> amount of Hades. Um, he's been playing like quadruple what Mike and I have been playing, and we're and we're no slouches in terms of the game as well. And it's funny because like Hades is making me want to go back and check out other roguelike games. Like I'm really curious to play Dead Cells now. Um, I'd like to check out Risk of Rain too at some point. Just waiting for them to go on sale. Not that I not that I know when I'm gonna, when I'm going to find time to play them, but uh, but that doesn't make <laughs> yeah. me not want to. So, but yeah, so that's like I said, still playing, still playing Hades, and that's probably not stopping anytime soon. Uh, notable new releases, nothing coming out this week that's going to pull me away from Hades. I can tell you that. Uh, Torchlight Three <laughs> comes to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Torchlight, of course, the very Diablo esque. Uh, isometric action role-playing game, uh, which uh, has a great acclaim. Uh, Onichan Bar Origin comes out on PS4 and PC. Uh, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition comes to PC. And then Mario Kart Live Home Circuit uh, comes to Nintendo Switch and a toy shelf near you. So you can have an RC. Oh, Mario yeah, Kart that's game. right. Yeah. That thing. Yeah, I forgot about that thing. Um I mean, I guess that might be something if you're a kid who's got like a lot of floor space. Yeah. Um, I can't make of a transition from floor space to the internet. It would have so. been easier to transition to the Amazon read from that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe. Um, you can subscribe to all of the TMP Studios podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema. Uh, we just did a new episode uh, that will be out, I guess, this week. Uh, a movie called uh, Vampires vs. the Bronx. 
Um, is, it a, is, it a, is it a spiritual sequel to Vampire in Brooklyn? It is more of a spiritual sequel to Monster Squad. There you go. <laughs> so, um, coming distractions uh, in the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Uh, if that's not enough, and it shouldn't be because, you know, we're really good at what we do, uh, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium. For $5 a month or $50 a year, you get access to all of the premium shows, including the airing of grievances. Uh, we just had a new episode, uh, as promised, you're welcome. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, we're going to have another one. We're going to have, uh, we're going to have another one very soon. Uh, we're, we're taping it two days from when Brad and I are sitting here. Terrence is going to guest on it because, uh, there's a question that has to be, that has to be answered and neither Jay nor myself, will be able to answer it honestly. <laughs> um, so look forward Wait, to you that. Got, you guys are taking guest stars for airing your grievances now? Only for only for only because there is a question that is asked and and well I'll tell I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you guys. It, <laughs> it's keep, it's keep who would who, who, yeah it's just between us. It's <laughs> who would win in a fight between myself and Jay because that's the question that's asked uh, in that Seinfeld episode, who would win in a fight between George and Jerry? And um, and neither one of us can answer that honestly, right? <laughs> so we're bringing in we're bringing in a third party. We're bringing in a third party, uh, and the only reason that that third party is on this podcast network is because of me. So hopefully that third party will uh, <laughs> give the correct answer. <laughs> um, the new episode of No Time to Bleed is out. Uh, where magic, uh, where Brad used his magical powers to deduce that it is uh, law-abiding citizen, which is uh, a very fun episode. Uh, the Men with the Golden Tongues, Upstage Conversations, and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Normally, this is where I would say, now look, and then describe something that I've heard on the podcast. However, has been recorded the, podcast, the podcast is not up yet. So... Uh, you and I will, you all and myself will, will find out together. So go to dunspixels.com slash print. So, uh, it's funny cause there's a lot of linked stories this week. A lot of stories that are similar to one another, um, back to back in the docket. Uh, we gave the U S military a lot of shit for censoring certain things on their official Twitch channels and for recruiting in on Twitch to children, which is kind of scummy and not really something you want to have happen. So it would only be fair uh, for me to call it the Joe Biden campaign for banning the mention of the words frack and war crimes during a recent stream uh, that happened on Twitch of the vice presidential debate uh, this past week. Um, they used an auto moderator to, to ban these things, to ban these words and to ban users that were using them. Um, they only get a slightly greater pass here because Joe Biden currently is a private citizen that is campaigning for president. He's not actually in the U S government. So slightly a little bit of a pass. I'm just not a big fan of any government entity policing speech on what is a public forum essentially. Yeah. In many ways. Um, yeah, a couple, a couple of users got upset about this. I understand why, you would want to police that, but look, if you want to police people that are being abusive in chat with a live moderator, that's fine. Um, I think just doing catch all bans for specific words or terms, 
uh, is not necessarily the way you want to go, especially because, again, depending on your opinions of the Obama presidency, there are valid, uh, you know, criticisms that can be made of especially a foreign policy and how, you know, combat and non-combat situations were handled over there. So, listen, doing blanket bans, I don't think is the way to go in that situation. Yeah, like it's – I know why people do it because it's easy, right? Mm. But at the same time, like – no one should do anything in broad strokes. There are very few things in this world that that um, that should be done in sweeping generalizations. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Uh, speaking of sweeping generalizations, so Mike, I don't know if you're aware of uh, Genshin Impact, uh, a game that has taken some corners of the gaming. Uh, Is that the space uh, by storm? The fake Zelda game. The fake Zelda game. That's a gotcha game. That that has that has a ton of like slot machine mechanics to get characters and items and stuff like that in it. Apparently, the game is very good. Um, it's a free to play game, but of course, if you want the best characters, uh, you're gonna have to feed it some money and cross your fingers and hope for luck. Uh, but I've seen a lot of especially like Destiny streamers um, playing this game, and uh, they're all about it. Uh, the same Destiny streamers who criticize uh, the Eververse store. For uh, for <laughs> and its offerings are more than happy apparently to pull slot machine levers uh, to get all of their favorite characters, despite telling their audience that they should definitely not be doing <laughs> doing what they're doing. Essentially, like literally, M Dash I think spent over a thousand dollars in in this fucking game, which is Goodness which is gracious. insane to me. So okay. I guess he's balling pretty well. Wow, from his from his stream. Uh, but we're not talking about Genshin Impact for its uh, for its impact on the gaming universe. No, no, we are talking about Genshin Impact because they are censoring uh, words in the in-game chat between players. So this is a game that you can play uh, multiplayer with other folks. There is an in-game text chat that you can use to communicate with one another. And because the game is developed by a Chinese game developer... Uh, any mention of the words Taiwan, Hong Kong, uh, Falun Gong, and other things that are sensitive to the Chinese government are restricted and banned from being able to be displayed in the game. Uh, Nyko Partners, who is the uh, publishing partner for this game, uh, one of their analysts – not, they're not a publishing partner. They're just an analyst company. Uh, Daniel Maud explained that any Chinese games uh, – are going to have to comply with the Chinese mandated government list of censored words uh, that are not allowed to appear in any art in any way, shape, or form. Uh, most every game developer has to do this. This is not a new thing, but typically yeah. what you find is they'll have a regular version of the game that releases in everywhere but China, and then a Chinese version that is washed of any terms or themes or anything like that that would be uh, not cool by the Chinese government. Um Again, it's it just continues to be sad that again, you can't ignore politics if you're in video games. It's, you just can't. They're they're yeah. going to appear and and but this is notable because this is the first major game from a mainland China developer to really to really hit it big on a on a more mainstream scale. Yeah, this is wild, man. This is wild. Like I can't I can't imagine, right? But Slowly but surely, I feel like I won't have to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but not of you all do what you're supposed to do. Um, yeah, this is wild, man. I can't imagine um, living in a place like this. And, and while it doesn't 
you know, while it doesn't direct directly affect me, um, it just feels weird mm. to have all this, you know, politics in my games. Well, I mean, just, I mean, you know, censorship goes against your sensibilities as an American. So I get it. Yeah. Totally get it. Like I can't, I can't, uh, I can't, um, yeah, it's just hard for me to even fathom, you know, like real censorship, right? right. Like this is real censorship. Like not, you know, I can say bomb in a in a theater or I can call you the N-word because freedom of speech, bro. Like, no, that's not, that's not, you know, telling somebody not to use the N-word is not censorship, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know why I have to keep explaining this to people, but apparently I do. Uh, I've I've kind of wanted to try playing Genshin Genshin Impact because it looks cool. It is very much a Breath of the Wild clone, though. In in I've seen so many a different ways. Of, yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple of different uh, videos, and I'm like, what is this? Like, has the Tales series just gone full on lazy and just <laughs> copied? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. That, I don't know that it's as over a Breath of the Wild clone as like Gods and Monsters or whatever the game that used to be referred to as Gods and Monsters is going to be. <laughs> but it's pretty fucking close. By the way, I don't. I don't remember the name of that game. It is going to be the game formerly known as Gods and Monsters to me for is that forever. The, is, is that the the Icarus game? Yeah, like game? Phoenix Phoenix Rising or something like that. But it's like t- like Terra Rising, like Triple H's old WCW gimmick, <laughs> like the way that's spelled. So, <laughs> yeah, it's that game. Oh, that that game is a unabashed Breath of the Wild uh, <laughs> ripoff. They're like, hey, like we heard you guys like this game in uh, Breath of the Wild Two. We don't know when it's coming out, so enjoy this in the meantime with Greek mythology. Yeah. Yeah, Ubisoft is stank. Yo. Like, they're, <laughs> <real>. <laughs> like they're, they're just they're just real shady, yo. They're real shady. Like I said, the funniest hey, thing we, the funniest thing to me about that game is that they couldn't keep the original title because Monster Energy Drink apparently got was threatening litigation. <laughs> That's why they had <laughs> to change. Why it. They had to change. <laughs> <laughs> Which is wild to me. It's that nothing to fucking do with Monster Energy Drink. And Monster's like, uh, like I don't like this at all. To be to be fair to Monster, that game is not their brand. Like it doesn't look like it does there's not a gun in that game. There's not camo. There's not uh dudes talking in headsets about killing other dudes in helmets. It is it is not their brand, so wow. Uh something we'll have much more news about in about seven months. Uh the trial of the century, at least in terms of the gaming world, begins on May 3rd, 2021. Uh, that is going to be the initial trial date and the trial that is going on between uh, Epic Games and Apple in terms of the Fortnite kerfluffle that's going on. Uh, it's going to probably take several months and there will be several appeals process after the fact. So this is not going to be a story that goes away anytime soon, but we at least know uh, when litigation is supposed to start and the uh, temporary injunction that Epic filed uh, to try to get Fortnite back in the app store until the trial uh, failed. So it will continue to not be in the app store until the trial is resolved. So more on that later. Rockstar has developed a new developer, uh, Ruffian Games, developer of Crackdown 2. It's their most notable, uh, their most notable credit uh, has yep. been brought into the Rockstar uh, fold under the studio name Rockstar Dundee, um, which sounds like a terrible 
uh, Paul Hogan vehicle, if you're asking me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like Crocodile Dundee right. joined a band. That's right. Uh, they apparently did a lot of assistance with Microsoft on the Master Chief Collection on PC. Uh, this is going to be the 10th studio that Rockstar has acquired uh, into their to their fold. Uh, no word as of yet as to what the studio will be working on, whether it's working on GTA 6, whether it's working on a new IP. Uh, I'm sure more to come on that in many months and years down the road. I, uh, yeah, the, um, the Crackdown 2, Connect, PlayFit, Fragmental, Crackdown 3, and Rad TV are the games to their credit. Um, and they probably weren't even the primary developer on Crackdown 3, were they? Uh, no. Uh, who was the developer? Sumo Digital. There you go. Was the developer of Crackdown 3. So, yeah. Um, I mean, hey, you know, good for people getting work. Uh, you know, there, there are other outfits that are way worse to be under. So, you know, and you got that take two, you're, you're under that take two umbrella. So, mm-hmm. Expect a bunch of uh, microtransactions that people will just kind of look over. Why? Why is Rockstar publishing through Take Two Interactive? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I don't know. You think they they would just publish their own shit? I guess that's yeah. I guess that's an arm they don't feel like worrying about. They don't feel like worrying about like marketing and stuff like that. So yeah, they're they're too busy creating games uh, once every half a decade. <laughs> If that, <laughs> right. If that, right. If that. I mean, fuck GTA five came out seven years ago at this point, more than seven Jesus. years ago. So still, uh, still kicking though. Still kicking. Uh, yeah, man, 2013. Wow. Yeah, man. Uh, in what has to be considered surprising news, uh, EA has said that there's no plans for additional DLC or extra modes to come to star Wars squadrons. Uh, they're saying that they're trying to treat it with an old school approach. So if you paid X amount of dollars that the game is fully self-contained, we're not planning to add more content. This is the game. And we hope you understand the value proposition. Now, of course, of course, because this is just how things fucking work. The same types of folks that usually rail on companies like EA for extending out and having tons of paid digital content and, you know, all this extra content down the road are now lamenting the fact that they wish they could get more stuff in Star Wars Squadrons and they're disappointed to learn (laughs) that there's nothing coming down the pipe. Man, you just can't win, man. Apparently not. Yeah, this is the worst company in America. Why, Why don't you give me more options to spend money through microtransactions, but I don't want microtransactions in video games anymore. Well, again, um, the, the the irony is that they finally put out a game that most people say is good at launch, and now, of course, there's not anything extra coming for it. But they continue <laughs> to they continue to support the bullshit that uh, that they put out all the time. Is um, I'm I'm curious as to why this is uh, why this is happening. Like, do they think that um, did they think that the game wasn't going to be a giant success. So they were like, Hey, let's just put this out there and this will be a good litmus test to see if people still buy, you know, games. Honestly, I think, I think they weren't sure. I I don't think they were sure based on, um, 
you know, especially based on how rocky of launch that Battlefront 2 had, for example. And the fact that Jedi Fallen Order, um, I don't want to say it was a surprise, but I think how well it did was surprising in the grand scheme of things. And, of course, they probably had to make forecasts for this game because um, it was this game had to have been well in development by the time Fallen Order came out and they got to see the critical reception uh, that that game received. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess they didn't have a ton of confidence in the game and it just turned out this, to be good. So, This game's only $40? Is it only $40? No, that that's can't what be this right. article says. That can't uh, be correct. So we've treated it. So we've tried to treat it in a kind of old school approach, saying you've paid the forty dollars. This, this is the game, and it's entirely self-contained. If this game is only forty dollars, yeah, they didn't have faith in it. And, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to the PlayStation Store right now to see if I can find us. Uh, they didn't have faith in it. Like, like the last big thing that they didn't have faith in that ended up taking the world, the gaming world. By Holy storm. shit. It's only $40, <laughs> which, which is probably why Terrence bought it by the way. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked actually that it's 40 bucks. <laughs> I thought it was 60. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Um, feels like a hell of a deal then if you have yeah. VR, as we, <laughs> yeah, uh, as, we, we as we pointed out um okay well there you go that's <laughs> I'll, I'll be interested to see if they circle back around on this if the game sells like crazy we'll uh we'll have to wait and see on that one uh, yeah because you gotta imagine once like holidays hit it's gonna be like 30 right it, it should always go on sale around right. the <laughs> always so with you on that one Sony's finally revealed uh, backwards compatibility plans on PlayStation 5. Uh, so they've confirmed that more than 99% of the 4,000 plus games that are available on PlayStation 4 will be playable on PlayStation 5. And according to the PlayStation support website, there are only 10 games that are designated as being incompatible uh, from the PS4 playlist that would not work on PS5. So here are the 10 games that you cannot play on PS5. Uh, Afro Samurai 2, Revenge of Kuma oh. Volume 1. Oh, man. D- DWVR, which I'm assuming is a VR game of some kind. Uh, oh, Hitman, Hitman Go Definitive Edition. Not Hitman Definitive Edition. Hitman Go Definitive Edition. Uh, Joe's Diner. Just Deal With It. Robinson <laughs> The Journey. Uh, Shadow Complex Remastered. Uh, Shawd Wen, uh, TT Isle of Man, and We Sing. So those are those are the ten games that you cannot play uh, on the PS5. No no specific reason was given for any of those ten. Uh, I did not know that uh, nine of them were PlayStation Four games. Yes, yes, nine this of those is, are uh, PlayStation Four games. Yeah, I I did not know that. I I didn't know. Like it's uh I, I didn't know that some of these games existed, right? Like Avril Samurai 2. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know that that game existed. I wonder why these specific 10 won't work, right? Like I'm sure there's licensing reasons. I'm sure there might be code compatibility reasons that are unique to those games in some way shape or form. Um fortunately it's nothing major, I would say. Like bummer if you are a fan of any of those ten games. 
they've also talked about there's a feature that the PlayStation 5 has called Game Boost, uh, which will deliver improved or more stable frame rates in select games. Uh, some examples that they gave uh, were Ghost of Tsushima, for example. Game Boost will provide faster loading speeds and an extra option to allow up to 60 FPS gameplay, uh, which I'd have to imagine for that game is going to be pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, now, they did say that uh, some PS4 games might exhibit errors or unexpected behavior when playing on PS5 consoles and advises that you, quote, try to boot and play your PS4 games on your PS5 console to see if you're happy with the play experience before buying DLC for those games. Uh, PS4 games will also be directly playable from an external USB drive. So that's pretty helpful. Um, if you don't want to waste your hard drive space with your PS4 titles, uh, you can get an external uh, drive of some kind and play them directly from there. Uh, so I can play, good. I can still get the game boost and all that mm-hmm. from the internal drive. Uh, as far as that, as far as I know. And the, and the quicker loading time. like I Yeah, because I, I would imagine that they're loading from the drive onto like the solid state memory that's on the system, but like in the, in the Ram, like the temporary memory so that it's mm-hmm. not actually using, you know, storage space. Oh, that's wonderful. I have literally every PlayStation 4 game that I own uh, is on a, well, not every one of them. I don't have, you know, all of my games on a, I have all the games that I play on mm-hmm. a separate drive. Very uh, good. Not everyone that I own. So that'll be nice because yeah. Spider-Man is going to take up like 100 gigs. <laughs> it sure will. The, the, way two, things the two Spider-Man games are going to take up 100 gigs. So. And uh, naturally, you'll be able to transfer games from your PS4 or your PS5 via LAN or Wi-Fi. Uh, also, of course, your cloud saves on PlayStation Plus will be able to sync to the PlayStation 5 as well. Uh, but they did say that... The ability to transfer game saves between a PS4 and PS5 version of a game is a developer decision. So any games that are offering free upgrades, uh, it's up to the developer to allow that to happen. In most cases, um, that is happening. And FIFA, unfortunately, only your like uh, ultimate team progress uh, is carrying over. Unfortunately, you can't actually carry any hard data from the PS4 to the PS5. That's the most notable one. So far, uh, there's a few other things in this article. I'm not going to get too far into the woods with it, uh, but it has some more PS5 features. This is on Polygon. Uh, the item is titled, titled PS5 Backward Compatibility, uh, PS4 Gameless USB External Store Drive Support. Uh, so like I said, a few things to go through on there, but I thought the backwards compatibility part was the biggest thing. Uh, the other thing Sony's doing this week is there's an update coming sometime this month where the web-based PlayStation store and the one on your mobile phone uh, is no longer going to have PS3 games, Vita games, avatars, and themes available for purchase. Uh, they're also getting rid of the wish list feature. This is uh, in response to clean up the bloated PlayStation store in advance of the PlayStation five release, uh, which is a, a change that I fully support because I'm really tired of searching for stuff in the PlayStation store on the web and getting a full list of PS3 stuff that I could not possibly care less about. (laughs) Uh, You'll still be able to access those games uh, natively on the PS3 system or Vita system through the PlayStation store on those consoles. Um, Avatars and themes being removed is a bit of a surprise, uh, but I don't think it's a feature that everybody necessarily uses so i'm not shocked about it I yeah i i don't care about avatar i care more about themes than mm-hmm. avatars and i don't really care about themes so well avatars became something to not care about as soon as they let you sync your like facebook profile picture 
on, yeah. on your PS5 account. Um, yeah. Themes I'm going to miss, but we haven't even seen the UI for PlayStation 5 yet, so no way to see if themes would even be something that would be right. a concern on the console, to be honest with you. Right. Like, themes are cool, but, like, there are some... There are some that are really cool, but you got to pay for them. And mm-hmm. I don't like, I'm not going to pay for a theme. Yeah. Like it just, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I have now. I'll take a screenshot and I'll make it my background <laughs> and I'm all good. Uh, finally, this week in the quick news, uh, Microsoft has a plan to get around uh, not being able to have xCloud in the iOS app store. Uh, they're working on a browser-based workaround to be able to get xCloud working on iPhones and iPads. Uh, according to Phil Spencer, he says, quote, we will absolutely end up on iOS. We'll end up on iPhones and iPads with Game Pass. Uh, so basically, they're just trying to do an end around around the app store by making some kind of browser and web-based client. Um be interesting to see how this works, especially with streaming, adding that extra layer of gateway uh, will remain to be seen how that will affect the performance of the game. Uh, but pretty smart if you're trying to, like I said, get around some fairly draconian uh, app store management principles from Apple in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am uh I'm trying to get excited for this Xbox mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, 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 got, <laughs> I got all my, got all my stuff there mm-hmm. and I looked at, um, now I looked at uh, launch titles and I'm like, Ooh, like there's nothing. What launch titles? Yeah. Like there's nothing here. So, and, and to be fair, PlayStation has the same. It don't have, yeah. Issue look, except I, for Miles Morales. Like that's, that's right. Except one. for Spider-Man. Right. And look that back in the day I would buy, a console for one game. I bought the, I bought the, I remember I bought the Dreamcast because I wanted to play Soul Calibur. That was it. That was the reason. And then, you know, all the other stuff came. All I needed was one. And I forgot that there isn't like the one game mm-hmm. because I, the one game was going to be Halo. And, um, that got pushed back. So, uh, I'm, but I'm, I am looking forward to it. Um, I'll just be playing. Game Pass games. <laughs> uh, but uh I don't know. We'll see. I I I wanna I wanna get it in my hands and and see uh and see, you know, what I can do with it. So um Amazon Amazon time guys. Mm-hmm. Uh go to worldwideweb.densepixels.commercial slash Amazon. You go to worldwideweb.densepixels.commercial slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases. You will not only, uh, uh, not only do you not pay extra. I got to figure out how to word that better. <laughs> not only do you not pay anything extra, you help out the show. Go to worldwideweb.densepixels.commercial slash Amazon. And look, Jeff Bezos is about to make like $200 billion in three days because Prime Day is going on right now. So do yeah. do what you can to give some of that money to us. Yeah, as you help, make your Prime uh, Day purchases. Help help poor Jeff Bezos out. Uh, the guy is selling books in his garage, basically, yeah, basically like out of the back of his car, essentially. Right, he's trying to make it, guys. And anything that we can do to help a fellow citizen in need. <laughs> uh, we should do so. Go to 
worldwideweb.densepixels.commercial slash Amazon. Yeah. Especially if you're buying like a TV or something. More on that yeah. in post office. Uh, two stores that are – that two stories, I should say, that are very related to one another. We'll spend a little time in the first one and then we'll use the second one to bring it around to a uh, to an overarching point about both these things. I wish I, – I, to, to, to paraphrase uh, Kurt Henning from the Royal Rumble 1992 promo uh, after Ric Flair won – coming from the number three position uh, where I'm not the type of guy to tell you that I told you so, but I told you so <laughs> just one month after launch Marvel Avengers, at least on PC is a ghost town uh, in the past week or so, the number of concurrent players that are playing on PC Averages around the 1,000 mark, according <laughs> to Steam Charts and SteamDB, which is giving people some trouble finding multiplayer matches when they're going online to play with other folks and making them play with bots, who I, from what I understand, not as good. Not as good as playing <laughs> with an actual human player. Uh, we don't have detailed information about the console versions of the game, but we're hearing similar reports from console players saying that they're having difficulty finding a game. Uh, according to Scott Amos, the studio head at Crystal Dynamics, uh, quote, we're confident that we will see PC players as well as those on Xbox One and PS4 return to the game as we add exciting new late game content and demonstrate that we continue to be focused on improving the game. Um... It's probably a little too harsh to call this an Anthem situation. But I feel like when you release the game with a relative dearth of content, as Marvel Avengers has, what were you expecting to happen? Yeah, it, it it's... It's nothing to do, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there, there really isn't. Like, I, I played enough of that game to get like all but one trophy. I was trying, man. I was trying to to really love that game, and uh, I just don't. And um, it, 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 the, I, I have, like I said, I've, I've, I've got, I, I have every trophy except for one. Uh, I'm not going to go back to it because I don't feel like getting it because it's more grinding. Like a lot of those trophies are grinding, right? Like you got to play these hive missions and these hive missions can be like 20 minutes and you got to do 50 of them to get one of these trophies. And I did it. And it is so just monotonous. Mm -hmm. And well, it's like running, it's like running strikes in destiny. It's, it's fun. The first, you know, 10 or 20, until you've right. seen all the strikes a couple times, you know all the story beats, you've fought all the bosses, and then you're right. just going through the motions because right. you know what to expect. Right. You're going through the motions. There's a lot. And that's the thing. Like, they they pretend to have a lot of them, like a lot of different strikes, mm -hmm. but they're all in the same. You inevitably, you start out in 
in uh, an outside area, but you inevitably go into a, a, a AIM facility mm-hmm. and the buildings all look the same. Like the interiors all look the same. I've, I've seen gameplay of it and it does look the same. And it looks like yeah. the, the guys you're fighting are kind of the same. They're all, there are one, two, three, there may be five different, five or six different type of robots mm-hmm. that you fight. And, you know, it just doesn't, it like, like the rooms aren't even random. Like I, I would say if they all look the same, but they were randomized, mm. that would be one thing, right? No, they're not. Like it's the same room, the same the 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 same pattern every single time and um it is it it gets old and i'm not at this rate they would have to release a new character every two weeks Mm -hmm. to to get and retain people and i i i don't even know if they're gonna commit to the monthly schedule i I don't see how they can i mean it's been a month now and Nothing, and right. they haven't released the new character yet because I guess they assumed that they'd have enough um, to to make it through until that period. And the problem is that when you when you do put out the new characters, if you don't bring significant content with them, what you'll see is the same thing that you see in a lot of other games like this, where you see that that big spike up for the you know for a week tops. And then as players consume that content and finish with it, they're like, all right, on to the next. Like, like they just put it back down again. And so you see these like, you know, stagnant, stagnant, stagnant for six weeks and then spike and then stagnant, stagnant. And, and just kind of like the one thing I'll give Destiny is that Destiny, while they're nowhere near what they were when Destiny 2 first launched, like Destiny 2 first launched, they had like 6 million people playing at a time. It's nowhere close to that. But they have a very dedicated fan base that is several, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that are playing that game consistently. And you still see the spikes up when new expansions come out and when new seasons start and stuff like that. But their, their plateau doesn't waver too much. Like it stays pretty steady throughout the game. Now, destiny two has the advantage of being a game that has been around for four years. That's built on a game that was around for three years <laughs> previous to that. So they developed that community and I will, uh, and, and this transitions nicely into the next story. So crucible, the, the big game that was the big, the first big release from all these new Amazon studios, uh, is done. This free to play, uh, multiplayer action game, which released in May, 2020, and had to go back into closed beta because the game was so poor and and should not have been uh should not have been released in the state that it was in uh is pulling the plug they're done developing for it the servers will stay online until uh November 9th and then it's going to go away for good um cuz they couldn't cultivate a fan base cuz they cuz they put it out it was not good and uh it's I mean, credit to them for pulling the plug and not trying to, <laughs> not trying to, you know, throw bad money after good, and uh, and that's or throw good money after bad rather is is how that phrase goes. Um, Jim Sterling put out a video on Monday about the Avengers game, 
and and the the poor showing that it's had right now. And the video is goes how about how you would expect it to go. It's pretty boilerplate from what you'd expect from him for the first uh, 13 minutes or so. But the last four are a scathing indictment on many game developers who basically like, like we see it with Avengers. We see it with crucible. We've seen it with a ton of other games to do this stuff. You're putting out these games and you're just expecting people to come to them because you just expect it because you're a big time game developer and, and you should be able to get it. And, and as he called out Avengers, like he called them out for like their, the whole big thing was like, Oh, there's no loot boxes in this game. And his thing was like, that's the bare minimum. Like, 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 like you're, 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 you're staking your flag into the ground on what is the bare minimum expectation, but you're not giving people a reason to be excited about what your game actually is. And then meanwhile, he says, you know, turn around on the other hand, and go to like a Fall Guys, for example, a, develop, a developer that doesn't have that has a fraction of your resources, that has a fraction of your of your planning and, and your budget, and they can't they they have to apologize because their servers aren't robust enough to keep all the people that are continuing to play this game week after week and month after month because they've because the focus was making a good game first and not making a product designed to get people to continually spend money over time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that video now. It was like, yeah, the marketplace sure does work, <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of the game has a bunch of bugs and shit in it. And, um, and yeah, he's 100% right. Like think what you want about that guy. He is, uh, he knows what he's talking about. Um, and you know, Avengers is, th- that's the thing that sucks is that there is a germ of a good game in there. And, um, and, but, but what's, but again, what's funny is that like, we could take this exact conversation and replace Avengers with Anthem. And it's the exact conversation that we were having 18 months ago. Yeah. So <laughs> like, yep. like, like, like I, I just, I don't know when or if the come to Jesus moment happens with some of these publishers and some of these studios to say, we need to actually think about what kind of game we're making and not the business model that we're trying to develop. Because that, at the end of the day, that seems like that's what a lot of that is driven by is how can we get people to stay with this game and come back to it over and over again. And most importantly, give us money for these costumes that we're going to be putting out and, and these cosmetics that we're going to be putting out. And again, just cause you, it, it, I, I'm, I'm not happy that the game is not successful, but at the same time, my faith in the gaming community has proven strong in that just because the Marvel label is on this game has not guaranteed it success. Like it sold well, I'm sure I, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen any sales numbers on it. I'm sure it sold well. But the fact that people didn't just give it a pass because it's a Marvel game, it, it warms warms the cockles of my cynical heart. Yeah, I mean, look, people don't do that for video games; they do it for movies. Right? <laughs> well, it's because <laughs> well, it's because a movie is a is a fifteen dollar and two hour investment, not a sixty dollar right. or forty hour. This was a sixty dollar base and uh, price 
investment. And if you want to get the most out of this Avengers game, you got to really put time into it. And it's, and it's very monotonous. Um, I look, don't get me wrong. I like the way the game plays. I really do. Just like Anthem. I love the way Anthem played. Um, but yeah, the focus is the focus wasn't on and the single player, the story was okay. But everything after that is just like who cares? Well, and is like, and isn't that the isn't that the the tragic irony of it all? Is that if they had just put out this game as a story game, added more story content to added, it. Yep. And given a uh, online co-op option, yeah, you, prob- you probably have a product that people are pretty, pretty praiseworthy of. It'll work. I can th- like the, each each person has their own unique abilities. Like Black Widow can go into stealth, right? She can turn invisible. I mean, why isn't there a stealth mode, a stealth section in her part of the story, mm-hmm. right? Like you could have you could have fleshed see that out that to me game. that to me is completely inexcusable the fact that like if you're gonna make a big deal about your fucking story and take the time to make these characters play differently from one another then make content that leverages those differences right. and does that be like story content is the easiest way to do it but I would think that there are ways good game designers can figure out even a way to take the monotonous content to to leverage some of those abilities like have different way have different solutions to the same problem based on the different skill trees and stuff like that that are that are in the game right like they have these missions that are individual character story missions mm-hmm. right so it's like oh okay well maybe this character must be on this team in order for this thing to happen right mm. No, you can literally pick the Black Widow's story mission and then play Captain America as Captain America while doing it. Like, there's no point in you have to play it with Black Widow once to mm-hmm. get the story, but you know you obviously can replay the those missions, and you can just pick anybody because there's nothing unique about that story mission other than the fact that Black Widow has more lines in it that you know does anything like there's a whole mission with thor and an imposter thor mm. who is loki right you don't thor don't have to be in it <laughs> like like it, it just it's just weird it's just weird game design it's weird and it's uninspired and it I, it's it's it, like marvel ultimate alliance is a better game dude like yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't get it, it either. But again, just goes to show you, we said it before. We'll keep saying it. Uh, just because you throw money at something doesn't mean that it's going to be a success. Right. Um, and again, success has different terms as well. Just because it was initial successful out of the gate doesn't mean that Marvel Avengers is going to be is going to go down as a success ultimately. Um, right, but we'll see. Like I said, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could turn things around if they can get a steady stream of not just new characters but new content in the game that yeah. people want to come back and play. Uh, go yeah, on. I don't, I don't need. Um, you know, they're gonna have like doubles, like Echo mm-hmm. Fighters or whatever, right? Like they're gonna have two, like they're gonna have Kate Bishop, who is an archer, and Hawkeye, and I, you know, I. 
those two will play similarly, mm. but slightly different. Just kind of like how Thor and Cat and Iron Man play similarly but different. And that's not gonna. That's not. I don't know how you. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you. I don't know how this game lives, mm-hmm. because like you said, it's they're they're gonna have they're gonna have the new character out if you're lucky. And if that character is plays well, like if that character is so unique that you just want to play it, you'll be lucky if you if you max that character out, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Because farming for you can farm for exotics and legendaries and stuff, but I'm at the cap, and I don't have a bunch of like I don't have a bunch of so. And once you're at the cap, you're farming for perks. Mm-hmm. And then the perks don't really like the the perks are so minuscule. They're like, oh, 3% extra damage if you hit these qualifiers. 4%, you know, this if you hit these qualifiers. Like it just it doesn't make you feel powerful. It doesn't feel like it's worth the chase. And you and you can't even see it. So you can't even <laughs> like model it. So I don't they really messed this up, man. This this had the potential to be this had the potential to be really big and um, yeah they just kind of they just kind of punted. So uh, we move on to the post office. Micah, take it away. Johnny says, "Okay, now that we have some context from last week, thoughts on the boogie story." So uh, last week, uh, Johnny had a, a photoshopped image of uh, of um, this dude, this black dude. Um, low tier and guy. this 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 white yeah low tier god and this white guy boogie uh pointing a gun at him from behind right and this this dude boogie who is he's a streamer apparently mm-hmm. and um he is uh he's uh the type of person that i guess you either like or you hate mm-hmm. and uh apparently one guy really hated him to the point where he showed up to his house and uh and and Boogie was like, "Yo, if you don't get out of here, I'm gonna shoot your ass." And and the guy, you know, he kept um, he kept uh, taunting the guy, mm-hmm. you know, calling him a bunch of homophobic names and stuff like that. And 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 Boogie apparently came out and fired a warning shot and just was like, "Get get off, get yeah, how about you 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 get get off my plane?" You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's wild, man. Um, Look, I can't imagine. I, I, th- that's the world that we live in now, right? Yeah. Like, like the 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 Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back version of like, I'm gonna find out where you live and I'm gonna come to your house and beat you. Well, and and just the fact that he lives in Arkansas uh, is the least <laughs> surprising part of this <laughs> this entire story. I gotta like, say, Jesus Christ, now, um, better than doing Arkansas. Uh, I mean, look, Boogie's also kind of proven himself to be a bit of a trash guy. Oh, see, I don't know this yeah. guy. I don't know this guy at all. Well, like I you said, know. he 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 had his shtick, which was uh you know a love or hate, like very very polarizing. Um, but it was conscious. Like like it's one thing. Like I don't I don't have a problem with people that do that kind of shtick if they're very aware that they're playing mm-hmm. a character. Um, but once he started to kind of. The, on, on the times he wasn't doing that character, he started to let his you know political opinions creep in a little bit, and uh, you know not not as good, not as right. good. So, Jesus, all right, uh, 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 all right, fuck you, Boogie. I don't know anything <laughs> about you, but fuck you, dude. 
Um, John says New Day's been my favorite res- my favorite act in wrestling since 2015. It's kind it kind of stings having them apart, but I'm happy they didn't do the predictable heel turn. Plus, as nonsensical as their booking can be, I'd hope this indicates that they actually have major plans for Big E. Uh, and if that's the case, I am more than okay with it. I want to see that man as world champ. Uh, look, it, it, people have been wanting, I don't think some people have wanted to see them break up. Mm. Uh, the three of them have been like, we're not breaking up, you know, like we're <laughs> not breaking up. And this is the best way to do it. It's splitting them on the shows that way. They're not, yeah. you don't have that forced, like we're like, we're not together anymore. We have to interact with each other kind of thing. I agree. Um, moving them, moving Woods and Kofi to raw and keeping Biggie on SmackDown is the way you do it because then it's not like, like they're still the new day. Um, I would not be surprised if Big E still is wearing like new day esque ring gear. Um, yeah. and coming out to the same, I wouldn't be shocked if he came up to the same music, quite frankly. Now, do you think he will eventually, do you think they will eventually tweak that character to get him away from the new day theme? I don't know that they have to because he's been. You've been seeing that in this little singles, this this you know mild singles run that he started since since Kofi Kingston got hurt um, mm-hmm. on SmackDown. You've been seeing the more serious nature of his character uh, start to come out, but they're not. Again, they're not doing a hard divorce of him from that New Day right. aesthetic. Um, they're just ma- they're just giving him points where he could be more serious. I don't know who said this. Um, I think it was a wrestling pundit of some kind. He there there's someone out there who's that's like in 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 the know or in the biz that seems to think that Big E versus Roman Reigns is like the money feud that they should be building up for WrestleMania, which is interesting. For WrestleMania. For WrestleMania. Like have Big E win the Royal Rumble and you know and 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 do this two-month build towards Roman Reigns, especially cuz Roman Reigns is you know riding that mega heel persona right now. I, I don't hate it. Um I think it's too soon. I, I think um I th- I think that if you're going to do that, I think you need to start laying those C's down now. Mm-hmm. Um don't just wait until the Royal Rumble and then have it be like a big surprise. Like nah, you know, like like start laying those C's down right now. Like let Roman hurry up and finish off uh Jimmy or Jay, I don't remember which one it is, <laughs> uh, for good, and have have um, Big E come out because while those guys, while the Usos and the New Day have been rivals, they have grown into friendly, respectable rivals. Mm-hmm. And you have Big E come out and, like, say Roman Reigns is just like going to town on Jimmy and or Jay, whichever one it is. And he's just like, yo, like, nah, yo, like, out of like, out of mutual respect, yo, like, this is your family, this is my buddy, like, this is a tough son of a bitch, like, nah, we can't have this. And then, and then Roman get all up in his face and is like, hey, this, this don't, you know, this, this ain't, this is a family thing. You get your, you get your ass out of here. Mm-hmm. And and Big E's not gonna back down, right? Because he ain't no bitch, right? So he, and then that's how you kind of. Lay the seed. You got to get that started soon, man. I don't want it to just be 
Big E out of nowhere wins the Royal Rumble, which I would love to see. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like Big E out of nowhere wins the Royal Rumble, and then all of a sudden we got to hurry up and fast track two months of those two guys like going at each other. That being said, I will say that of the like the early field for Rumble winners, um, if we're if we're you know putting in predictions now, three months out, he would be in the. I would think among the early guys, he would be in that mix. Um, oh, I, look, I got no problem with him being – I got no problem with him winning the thing. I have no problem with that. I just don't want it to feel like – you know, last year, mm. Drew kind of felt like he it was his time. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like Drew McIntyre was going to win the thing, and he did. It's kind of what I want for Big E. I want it to feel like this is his time. I don't want it to be – I don't want it to be – Royal Rumble 2015, where Roman Reigns, hey guys, I did it. The Rock has to come out and and everybody starts booing The Rock, and The Rock is like, huh? Well, but the the difference is that Big E has five years worth of people being like, he should be a singles wrestler at his back already. Like the fans already believe that he that he should have been pushed a long time ago um, as a a single star instead of being. I I really don't want them to mess this up for him, man. Like, I don't want him to be like, you know, I don't want him to be one of the, uh, well, I guess they don't really do that anymore. Mm. The, uh, the three different types of black wrestler, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) but at the same time, like, I don't want him to, as much as I am amused by the hurt business, Mm -hmm. I don't want him to, I don't want him to take on a heel persona like or a, or a overly compensating badass persona mm-hmm. right like because this dude he can talk he can have fun uh but when it's time to get serious like even in it like it's weird like when it's time to get serious mm-hmm. like he'll get real serious but he's got like unicorns and shit on his, <laughs> on his, on his, on his ring gear like like i said my my top prognostication pick right now would be keith lee if we're if we're booking it today but we'll see what happens when we actually get to the uh, to the rumble, which is sooner yeah. than sooner than we all imagine it would be, right the second. Yeah. Uh, Rashawn says, "Will you be customizing your PS5? Probably not. No, I'm always afraid to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm always like, fearful. I don't want to put stickers up. and shit on it. Well, I, I mean, you could. I mean, with this, you could even just take the side panels off and just like dip it and dye and paint it ostensibly if you wanted to. Yeah, I ain't so. doing that. I ain't doing that. <laughs> Uh, Anthony says, if you could be a professional gamer slash win tournaments consistently good at a game uh, of your choosing, which would it be? I would be good at the majority of fighting games. And like, there's no reason why I can't now. I just do not put in the time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's, a, there's an incredible amount of time and effort and, and, and muscle memory to, uh, to do that stuff. But it's so like it's competition at its purest form. In this medium, mm-hmm. that's why that's why I that's why I, I love it. Like I I can watch that stuff all day. Whereas people who watch Call of Duty and stuff like that, I just that's not for me mm-hmm. because you know you gotta you're watching one screen, you're watching one person. Like there's so many other elements that are going on. Fighting game is there's a lot of elements going on, but it it, it boils down to one person versus another. And there's a lot of, 
you know, who who is better at execution, who is better at mind games, and who is just fucking lucky. And all of that mixed together makes makes fighting games so incredibly interesting. And the people that the people that can do that stuff, they're they're, they're I, I I appreciate it. This is hard for me because my my natural inclination would be to say FIFA. Um, but there's so many like professional gaming communities that at the top levels are just kind of shitty and just like, they don't seem like they're, they don't seem like they're, they're fun to be a part of. Um, that's a tough one. Maybe Hearthstone. Like if I could ever actually sit down and get good at Hearthstone, uh, that would be bad. Cause that also kind of combines my, my analog gaming sensibilities as well. Um, it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be FIFA. I don't think. Well, everything regarding FIFA, from what John Oliver has told me, is uh, is is just crooked and evil. Well, I mean, FIFA, the FIFA, the <laughs> institution is, you know, <laughs> look, look. Carl says, uh, "Have you ever made a cash wager on a video game, and what was the outcome? For example, years ago, I beat a, I bet a guy twenty dollars that he could pick any character in Smash, and I could beat him with Sonic. Little did he know, I was a semi-pro Smash player, and I got clapped up." 20 times in a row. Oh, um, oh he was a semi-pro Smash yeah. player. I was like, oh, you are a pro Smash player? Uh, um, uh, no, because I'm very tight with a dollar unless it's something that I really want. Like, I, you know, I have no problem throwing money away, but I kind of want to get something in return. Whereas I'm not just going to give money. I'm not a better. I'm not going to just give money. Uh, I'm not going to put money on the line in hopes that something happens. Back when I uh back when I did play Madden for real, I did play in a couple cash tournaments for Madden and did surprisingly poorly. Like I was really mad at myself because amongst my friends I was like easily the best Madden player. But I guess when you get out in that real world, sometimes our <laughs> reality is a bitch. <laughs> Smacks you in the face. Right, right. It's like, oh yeah, I can I can I can play basketball better than my friends, but (laughs) whatever. I can run faster than Jay, but I can't run faster than a runner. You know what I mean? Like a, even like a weekend warrior. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Gustavo says, I just started playing Slay the Spire. Is there any good tips you can give me? Brad, you didn't say uh, what position Tottenham uh, is going to finish at the end of uh, the season. Uh, don't forget about Carrie uh, if she's on the show. Did you give Carrie a? Uh, I did. She she has Newcastle United assigned to her as her mm-hmm. club. Uh, Tottenham will finish sixth this season. Um, I am not been more sure of anything in my entire life, but importantly, ahead of Arsenal. Uh, that's that, <laughs> which is all that all that matters. If you're not going to finish fourth, is that you finish ahead of ahead of your rivals? Um, tips on Slay the Spire. Uh, there's a few tips. So first of all. Uh, removing cards out of your deck is as important as acquiring new ones. Whenever you visit the merchant, your first purchase should always be to remove uh, ideally one of your starting strikes uh, or, or defense um, out of your deck just so that you draw your good cards more frequently. Uh, it's kind of a key thing in deck builders is making sure your best cards get in your hand as often as possible. Um, don't be too afraid of taking curses because usually uh, the, the flip side of taking curses is that you're getting a powerful relic. Um, don't duck fights against elites because you get the best relics in the games from elites and it's impossible to finish a run without having some decent relics. 
uh, helping you out along the way. Um, and don't purchase, don't always take a card when you have the opportunity to. So at the end of every fight in Slay the Spire, uh, you are presented with three different cards that you can add one of which to your deck. And especially later in the game, uh, if the cards that are presented to you don't mesh well with the, the strategy that your deck has, uh, don't take a card just for the sake of taking a card because you don't want to bloat your deck up with cards that are not really useful uh, to your to your ultimate strategy in that game. I did finally speaking of Slay the Spire, I finally I finally did a full clear for the first time after seventy hours the other day where I where I beat the heart in Slate the Spire. The heart is like a, a an extra boss uh, at the end of the game that's not required to kill, uh, to, to win, but it's required to unlock some of the things in the game. And I finally, for the first time beat that fucking heart, which was, which made me feel awesome. Uh, Randy says, can you recommend a good 120 Hertz television I can buy for the new systems? Um, well, so here, so first and foremost here, the thing about refresh rate is that refresh rate is important, but with these new consoles, um, it's relative to what the console can put out. So even if you have a 120 Hertz monitor, if the system can only do 60, it's only going to output at 60. Now with the series X, if they're promising that they can get up to 120 FPS with some of these games, then yeah, 120 Hertz monitor will help you. Uh, honestly, if you're going to go to 120, go to 144. Like that way you just have that extra little bit of a uh, extra little bit of bandwidth. Um, I would say that anything, I don't know, don't spend more than $500 on a gaming monitor. Um, assuming you're buying like a, like a desk size monitor. If you're buying a TV, that's a different, different scenario. Um, LG makes some pretty good ones. Uh, Samsung's are decent. I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, ViewSonic makes some decent monitors as well. If you're looking for a regular size monitor, I'm waiting to see if, if uh, PS4, uh, or PS5 rather is going to support ultra wide because I might have to upgrade if, if, if they support ultra wide. <laughs> but we'll have to wait and see on that one. I really want like a like a nice curved twenty one by nine monitor. But if it do, if PS5 doesn't support it, then there's no there's no fucking sense. Yeah, there's no point in doing yeah. it. So. <laughs> um. Oh, but Prime, Prime Day has a shitload, by the way, of of monitors that are on sale. Just FYI. Uh, I bought a TV because I watch TV in this office because I don't have a basement, so this is my this is my sanctuary, and uh, it's not a it's not like anything fancy. It's it's a Samsung TU eight thousand, and um, it will do what I need it to do, and and because I've been playing video games um, w- without four K HDR literally forever, so. Uh, I don't even have these systems hooked up to the new television yet because I want to just save it. So, <laughs> and it's, it's under $500. So there you go. Trey says favorite game genre that appears to no longer be around or slept on. For example, as a fan of the metal slug series, it is sad that there's basically not even a great value version of it out. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I miss, like really good licensed arcade sports games um, and good ones. Like I, I understand that there are some arcade sports games that are licensed that come out, but they're usually not very good. Um, 
I think that's why Super Mega Baseball was such a nice revelation to me because it kind of reminded me of the like RBI baseball games, like a maturation of those games from back in the day to now. But I miss an NBA Jam, man. Like I said, we came close when they released that on fire edition uh, back in 2013 or so. Came close to perfection there. But like I said, I miss an NFL Blitz. I miss someone being able to put together like a decent MLB arcade style game. Um, I don't know. I just want someone. I just want some money to be put behind one of these things. But it won't be because it's not going to sell nearly as yeah. well. So, uh, Malcolm says, outside of the Contra code, do you guys uh, and Lady have any cheat codes memorized? I remember all of the old cheats for the wrestling games like WCW Nitro and Thunder. It was a Thunder game. Oh yeah, um, it was worse. It was somehow worse than WCW Nitro. <laughs> I had more characters in it, but uh, yeah, not good. Uh, also, when Big E finally went solo, uh, three ain't enough. Hashtag three ain't enough. Uh, hashtag I need five of them. That was a good gimmick um, that Big E had. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he stole it. Yeah, well. <laughs> Which I mean, it's fine. There's nothing, there's nothing original pro wrestling anymore. Everybody, but. Right? Everybody steals everything. Zero zero seven three seven three five nine six three. You remember that? No. That is, is that? the Mike Tyson code. Oh. Or Mike Tyson's punch out. See, for me, the, straight to Tyson. For me, the most memorable code besides the Contra code was the uh, the Justin Bailey code from Metroid. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The only reason I remember the Tyson code is because it starts with 007. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amir says. Well, uh, but before we get on there, like the, the, the thing that was amazing about the Contra code is that it worked in every Konami game. Like that's why we all know it is yeah. because it didn't just work in Contra. Like if, as long as you memorize the code, if you're playing a Konami game, you were going to get something, something out of it. Now let's set the record straight. Mm-hmm. The Contra code is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A. Mm-hmm. I see people going up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start. No. The Contra code is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A. That's it. Fuck all your selects and your starts. That's just to start the game, guys. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the the Konami code. I feel like up, up, down, down, up, I feel like this is an odd hill to uh, to stake your claim on. <laughs> nah, yo, because you nah, still have to press start. To get you still have to go. press start, yeah. but that ain't the code. That ain't the code. Let find where where is there a start button on this? <laughs> there ain't no start button, so you know, uh, semantics. I know. I, my son is just very mad about Look, it. Look, I'm always up for semantics. So. <laughs> Amir says, since we are starting a new generation of consoles in roughly four weeks, what would you say is your favorite exclusive of the past gen or last two gens, if you can remember? Uh, it was probably a Sony exclusive. Um, oh, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, while I do appreciate Gears of War, uh, as a franchise, um, I don't, Sony exclusives are. I don't are, see how the answer is not Spider Man for you. You played that game right. four That's, fucking I, times. I, oh, I was getting to it. Yeah, I, I like, <laughs> and I was trying to show Xbox some love. Like I feel like we just shit on Xbox all the time, right? Or Microsoft all the time, and I'm I'm trying to show them a little bit of love, but 
yo, it's Spider-Man, yo. It's Spider-Man. It's superheroes. It's my favorite superhero. Not my favorite, su- not my favorite comic character, but my favorite superhero in my favorite genre. Uh, and it is, and it's a, it's a masterpiece of open world gameplay to me. Uh, I will play that game 10 times out of 10 over any Grand Theft Auto ever. Uh, I love it. Uh, it's gotta be Uncharted 4 for me. Um, a great way to to tie up that series, like a culmination of the character arcs throughout that entire franchise. Uh, the best gameplay in the series, aside from maybe two, but it but it learned it, it had the you know four had the benefits of a couple of years and a couple of iterations of refinement to yeah. go along with as well. Plus the influence from Tomb Raider, like what what they could steal back from Tomb Raider, basically <laughs> and incorporating into those <laughs> games as well. Um, but yeah, it would have to, it would have to be Uncharted Four. Um, I, I, I somehow somehow I feel like that game does not get enough credit. That franchise, um, really surprised me. I remember when uh, the first Uncharted came out, and I was I was down on it because I was like, "What is this, Dude Raider?" Right? Like I, I I was down on it. And it took me a while to play it. And I played it and I was like, wow, this is really good. And it's it's like an adventure movie. And it's really, I, I really enjoyed it. Then Uncharted 2 came out and I, I, I mean, it was over. Then Uncharted 3 came out and I thought it was over. Uh, and then Uncharted 4 came out and I was like, yeah, this is amazing. So that whole friend and, and um, what's the spinoff? Uh, uh, Lost Legacy? Yeah, Lost Legacy also and uh very, very good. So I, I would I would have rather they just keep making Uncharted games instead mm-hmm. of um instead of The Last of Us, but uh you know, whatever. I, I that is that is a that's a that's a very nice close second. Mm. But uh Nathan Drake can't thwip between buildings. So <laughs> when he can do that, maybe he will take the top spot. Uh, and then Eman says, uh, no question, but thank you uh, to Micah for the beautiful Google translation of the Filipino language. Uh, no problem. You are the only one that's getting it. <laughs> as, as you feel the need to reiterate every single uh, every single show now. Well, very good. Thank you guys very much for the questions that you submitted to the Dense Pixels post office. Don't forget that you, too, can submit questions if you join our fan group on densepixels.com slash fans on Facebook. Uh, Carrie, still collecting donations for Extra Life. She is about $110 away from her goal. Uh, She has posted the link to her campaign in the Dense Pixels fan group as well. Uh, If you could see fit to uh, to head on over there and throw her a couple bucks if you got it to spare. Uh, that would be super awesome. She'll be streaming for Extra Life in just a matter of weeks coming up here. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this show as well as all the other TNP shows wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash densepixels. Ring the bell icon so you're notified whenever we post a new episode. And you can follow us all on Twitch uh, where we are streaming uh, here and there intermittently. Uh, I am Dense Pixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition 410. And Carrie is Sup, it's Carrie, where she has been doing well holding to that uh, Monster Hunter Mondays uh, gimmick that she's rocking with right now. So that is it for us this week. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We will see you all the next time. See you. <laughs>